Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, farmers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point through the good times and the bad. We discuss what motivates them every day and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on Cooking the Books, we're very lucky to have Tim Chapelas, the head butcher and charcuterie at City Ladder, and he's going to explain his journey through the hospitality industry, starting from uh, being a butcher to then working in a restaurant, cafe, steakhouse, Chinese rest, Chinese style restaurant. And it's a very, it's an interesting story of just the the journey you can take. So yeah, here we go, the very first episode. Tim Chapelas, hello, nice you're to he- meet everyone. Yeah, you're here. Very first ever episode. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I've been working uh, with food and uh, for about the past 12 years. Started when I was about uh, 16 as a cleanup boy in a butcher shop. Beautiful. From there, I sort of did butcher's apprenticeship, cooking apprenticeship, uh, worked around, done a few bits and pieces for myself. And yeah. So you did a butcher's apprenticeship? Yep. For how long? Uh, that's a four year apprenticeship, and I stayed on another two years after that. It was that a one day a week at college? Or, well, it's TAFE, isn't it? One day a week at TAFE, or was that. Four, how did, well, how did it work? Uh, that one you did all on the job training apart from you had four two-week blocks and and that was it you just had to go in and so you you went to a, a TAFE school yeah for four weeks yeah four weeks eight per year per year yeah in two-week blocks yep and then that was it for the, only for two years I did that and then that's it it's only eight weeks of schooling all that far out is it yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know that yeah it's it's quick but you have to be in a job, right? Yeah, you have to be in a job, that's right. And to finish the first year, so you couldn't just go, could you go and do like four weeks and that's it? Or you, you have to be you have to be doing like out, adding up the hours or adding up the shifts or how does it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you have to, you have to be in the job to be qualified. You to have do to do, that. you have to do your time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And does the employee have to sign you off or? Yeah, he does, yeah. So he's going to say you're competent in a few bits and pieces. So would that work? You, would you pick like, um, I don't know, would he say, oh, you know, you go in knowing nothing, I'm guessing, right? You oh, just know for a call. I knew, yeah. Zero. Zero, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. So, first of all, it's like, make sure you don't chop your fucking hands off. But once then, then what will he do? Will he, does the, is it like a, a curriculum or something that you're working alongside? Like, you know, do you do pork and then beef or chicken? You know, I don't know. How, how does it work? Or is it just like jump in there, get stuck in, and he'll just sign you off as and when? Uh, pretty yeah, pretty much, pretty much sign off as and when. There wasn't really many barriers. It's no structure. No, nah, no, not really. It was pretty, pretty cruisy, you know. But I was a pretty good worker, so yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. it, probably half the reason I didn't have any trouble. You know, I was always really keen to get in there. I always thought it was like a really awesome skill. I remember when I was about sixteen, and I remember seeing them bring the pork up from downstairs and like just breaking into it and so like just seamlessly taking it apart and I just thought oh that looks you know like that's a skill it looks definitely it looks like really cool so you know and then it's amazing when you first see like there's no blood well you know there's not much especially on the pork and that you know there's not blood pissing out everywhere and you think it's an animal you know when you're young yeah 
when I first seen that, I thought, like, where's all the blood? Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's actually quite far removed from the from yeah, the pigs yeah, in the yeah, band. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and you said there that you were, um, you know, you were really keen and working all that. How were you at school prior to that? Because you know, you your school, it's only like what a few years, maybe for some people a week or two weeks or even like a year removed from school. You've gone from school to straight into a to job from kids to to men. Do you know what I mean? So, how were you at school? Terrible. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At home, watching Animal Planet, smoking billies with my mates. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah, it wasn't for me. It's, Isn't it amazing though? So you've gone from school that you're not interested in. Yeah. To a job that you are interested in. All of a sudden, that you're a good worker and like, so you're bunking off school and that. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. And then to work, like you know, obviously I've worked with you for a long time, and you never miss a day. It takes a lot for you to miss a day. So therefore, you know, it's it's. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I. Uh, it, everyone around me could see the huge change that work made for me personally. Yeah, personally, yeah. yeah, made me a better, better human being. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can appreciate it. So that was the butchers. So you were there all up four years, is that right? Four years. Four years. And two then, and two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two and two. So once you did your apprenticeship, did you get a bit more free reign, or was this is it still training? Uh, it was really always learning. You're always learning, aren't you? Yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah, you yeah. never think, oh, I've finished. I've learned everything. You, you would yeah. think it'd be a little bit, and I'm not being disrespectful of butchers. Obviously, there's other things, but breaking down a pig is breaking down a pig. That's what you would think, wouldn't you? Uh, well, you would think that, but then you know, like it's like a, a samurai. Like yeah, you can yeah. only get better at your craft and like faster, more efficient. Exactly, learn a different way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a French way, there's the American way, exactly. there's the German way. I've heard some crazy stories about some amazing butchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, what what is it generally? Is it speed or is it like knife skills or uh, is it yeah. just all of it? Uh, one one story I heard. I don't know if this is true, but my boss told me about an ambidextrous butcher. <laughs> And he would break down the left side of the beef with his left hand and the right side with his right hand. Well, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Is there um, uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan? Do you know him? Uh, no, he's no. A, he's a snooker player. World, world, world-class snooker player, honestly. And um, I think he's got the fastest 147, which is the maximum break in, in snooker. And he's, he can play with both hands. And if he's, like, bored... You like swap out, swap out. It's you know it's so disheartening for these opponents. Yeah, you know I mean? like, just getting smashed. And he's not even using it. Exactly, his... it's crazy. That's yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and so obviously you love you. You must have learned some skills there. Sausages as well, bacon, ham, these kind of skills. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So that you did that, and then you started. You got the bug for um, for restaurants, right? Is that, yeah, did cooking. You? Or just cooking. Cooking. Uh, like, well, I've always sort of loved eating and. And like I cook for my family, cook dinner and stuff, and I just thought it was a great way to expand my skill set. Having the base of a butcher, yeah, having the base. And I, I always thought I'd go back to butchery, but I probably the like cooking. I fell in love with it, so I sort of went decided to go more in that direction. So you went to you you went to Rockpool, right? Yeah, to, which we, we worked together at Rockpool. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you come to Rockpool and. Um, and you did your full apprenticeship at Rockpool, right? I did, yeah. What What was it? What did you find the benefits? Because that, that's I wouldn't say it's rare, but 
you know, generally people would jump around in an apprenticeship, really. I would, well, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't got that much experience with it over here. But in England, you would generally jump. It's a bit of a different setup anyway, I guess. But you, I, would have, I would have thought you'd do maybe a year and a half, a year, two, maybe two years max, and then maybe do your third or your fourth year at another joint. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what I, the, the gist that I got. And we did get a few of them at Rockpool. Absolutely, yeah, 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 you did. But what, what was it that made you stay there the, the whole time? Well, for one, I'm, I can't help it, but I'm pretty like loyal to my wherever I work. Like I, I always, you know, I really care about the workplace, and I really feel that if I leave, I'd be missed. And I, I hate letting the team down. You know, like look, the teamwork and the camaraderie and the brothership that you get in the kitchen is is one of the things that I love about it. So yeah, yeah. So you you just felt <clears throat> quite loyal. Exactly, and the and the other thing I think, I mean, if you stay at a place a bit longer, you get the opportunity to do the harder sections, like the like the pasta and then and then the grill and the fish, and and you can learn a lot at that place because there was you know sometimes you know twenty chefs or whatever, so always heaps to learn from, and there was a lot of change in staff, so it's not like I, I ever really stopped learning. I was always pursuing knowledge while I was there. So, oh, that's that's a good, yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Actually, like people you, people get trust in you, yeah, and you do get to use to get to do more of the. Like what did you like? You said like more the where the senior guys would generally be the the, exactly. the, the fish and the and the and the and meat the and the yeah. grill or whatever. But because they trust you, where if you just swap it and change it, yeah, I guess that's you may not. Yeah, you, you may, may not, not always get. Mopu was good for that, to be fair, because it was so big and it had the fish room, it had the meat room, it had the pasta section, it had the grill, had the like, you know. The, so it was quite diverse in in a lot of ways, you know. In that sense, I can get it. So yeah, um, tell us a little bit about Rockpool. How did you how did you find it? How did you fit in? Uh, well. I first really started hearing about Rockpool. I met the Rockpool butcher. His name was Hans. Um, I knew he was working there, and I talked to him a bit about it while it, while he uh, came and visited visited us in the butcher shop. And um, and yeah, I was I was just really interested in that. So I thought I'll go do a trial. I actually had um, glandular fever, so I was off for I was off for six weeks. I was pretty sick. And then I just I was at home think, thinking a lot, and I thought, uh, you know what? Oh, well, you hadn't started, you hadn't had your notice, and you just had a bit of free time. Yeah. Well, not free time. You were sick, and you were just contemplating what you're going to do with your future. Exactly. And then I'm like, I'm just going to shit or get off the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I, I told my boss I was doing the trial and got the job. So how did you go about getting the job? Uh, just uh, put my uh, put my resume in. Uh, remember the not through anyone, or you just literally just posted it or emailed it off, posted it, whatever you did. Post, yeah, posted it off on uh, Job Seeker or whatever. Oh, it were they was. looking for jobs with her? Yeah, they were looking oh, for right, jobs. Okay, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. an ad up, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember the uh, head chef told me uh, Paul Iso. He said, "Oh, we're gonna get this guy. He's a butcher." So kind of worked out. They yeah, were, their butcher was there. going on holidays. Yeah, so it was quite a handy skill that I had. It gave me the edge. I yeah, suppose yeah. other people they would have interviewed. I suppose no kitchen experience. So then you, you come along. I bet it was a bit. You, you, you've come 
to do cooking, but there's a butchery section. You probably must. Were well, you a bit like, oh, I hope I don't just get dumped in there up for the. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty tempting. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know I even know it's a one-man team, really, isn't it down yeah, there? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, was no, it on your mind, or you just knew you wanted to just do the cooking? I I really mainly just wanted to. I was happy to have a look at the butchery, but I was really keen to do the cooking. I actually thought oh, I've made a mistake here. It was hard at first. Everything was so hot and the cooking. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. So, really I, so I, from being a bit older, a bit more mature, um, and then, and then coming, coming into cooking and having a skill already, and then starting back to, back to square one effectively. How was how was that? Was it you know you just done your apprenticeship and you just got out, you just qualified, you've done two years, it's all good and well. Now it's buff, back down to zero. Do you know like? That must have been a, quite a jump, do you know what I mean? It, it was a huge jump. Financially, Financially and hierarchy-wise, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? You, you're back to the bottom. Was it all right? No problem? No, I think it was all right. You know, you've got to give a little to get a little, you know. I, I thought, well, I'm getting something back. You're getting a skill, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 you're yeah, making yeah. yourself more employable. Um, you know, it, if you want to do your own business or do your own thing one day, I mean, the more skills you've got behind you, the better. And is there any good services? Can you remember any good services? I don't even need bad, bad services. Oh, I had some terrible services there. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, any, any good ones? Do you remember any good ones? I had some great ones. I mean, like, oh, had a, having a blast at the back. Like, yeah. literally, as fast as the dockets were coming in, I was just smashing the food out. Yeah, yeah. I did. I really enjoyed it yeah, most it was, of the time. Yeah. And then it was I an thought, animal, that place. Yeah. It's an animal. For sure, and then so then you left, you left there, and you went to Spice Temple, right? Yeah, that right? That's, that's right. So, so you've gone from butchery to a, let's just call it what it is. It's like a steakhouse, Aussie Australian style upmarket steakhouse with great fish and a great produce-driven restaurant. To now a, a like a modern Australian Chinese restaurant, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So how what was how was that? that? That again, that's a big change, you know. Different flavors, you know. You're going from olive oil and lemon juice to friggin rice wine vinegar and soy basically you know what I mean like it's yeah. a bit in Sichuan and all these new flavours like you learn to taste in the in the western way I guess you know like yep. garlic I don't even know obviously garlic's in the Chinese but you know just that western style bay leaves rosemary thyme tomato these kind of flavours mirepoix this kind of stuff to then go into like you know master stocks and white braise and Sichuan and all these different things to be able to taste through that you know obviously in you, western cooking you're tasting through things like when you taste a sauce or whatever you're trying to find different layers within that flavour do you know what I mean yep yep where obviously it's the same in Asian cooking but when you're starting from zero not even having you know not not culturally and all that, nothing was that a challenge it was a challenge it was also very delicious yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't but... put down the food at Spice Temple it was awesome um, but yeah it was definitely a challenge and I like I really wanted to get on the walks that was one thing that I really wanted to learn I thought that looks that looks cool watching the guys who are really good on the walks yeah, yeah. flipping the food up in the air to like two-handed using their wok spoon and the and the wok in sync yeah, yeah, yeah really yeah. cool so yeah it was it was great fun learning all that and there was some great some great guys down at Spice Temple who were really good yeah yeah showing me a few bits and pieces and what's the um, and what would you say like the the style of the style of service because it's not really the same as like uh the 
the the steakhouse or you know the western way it, where it's like entree main dessert or you know priest that a mouche bouche or entree you know however many ever courses it's just kind of it's a bit more fire it small plates kind of yeah. just fire it out kind of thing right is that the way yeah, it works yeah exactly exactly the way it works yeah food comes out sort of slowly uh, generally the kitchen will think have some say in if they want to send something out first or and the waiters are pretty good at helping to organise that and putting it through in a good order for yeah. us to send it out in and then what is a good order what would be a good order uh, you know you, you, you get your pickles first and then you know, maybe your cold salady stuff, and then maybe a, a pork bows or dumplings, and then maybe like your fried rice and and you know whatever whatever main you want your black bean beef or your kung pao chicken or whatever. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Also, I'm starving. And then they, yeah. <laughs> but again, there a lot of fresh seafood, wasn't there? You know, you've got the tanks there Beautiful. as well. Crabs and crabs. Yeah. yeah. So it's like all that modern stuff. So even though even though the flavours and that might have been different, you still some of the techniques will still been the same. Like you know, killing the lobster. You know, brutal as it might sound, or shucking the abalone, or you know these kind of things that you learn at Rockpool. You, the skills are still hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. It helps you you pick it up quite quick because of the skills you've because got because of the swan like using the deep fryer or you know safety around pans and stuff yeah, like that safety safety yeah you yeah. forget about all that kind of thing to be fair but yeah, yeah. that's awesome so then you how long were you there for uh nine months nine months yeah no that pretty short stay. yeah pretty short i've you'd I, already been in the group for how long many like at rockpool you were for how long were you there uh just over Four years. Four years. So another. So it's like five years in the yeah. group, and you start yeah. getting a bit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Pretty keen to stop working nights. The relation. It's for, you know for my relationship, and I was with my partner. Just got with her when you started at Space. Oh, uh, just but just. Yeah, about then. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously there's pressure, isn't there? That's yeah. that's a, that's the problem. Big problem with the industry is it's it's the unsociable hours basically. You know that's yeah, it. that's the absolutely. That is the, a big problem, but yeah, again, one of the sacrifices you've got to make if you want to be in the restaurant business. Um, so that, well, in the restaurants. So then you decide to go and work at Oscar Cooper. Yeah, that's right. The cafe. The yeah. cafe. And again, what was the difference? How was that? How did that di- differ again? Oh well, that was that was a whole new set of challenges. Uh, poaching eggs and and like getting up early and. Like the service comes in so hard and fast and for so long. Like you go, I went from doing a five-hour service at Rockpool, like sort of five or six hours to ten, ten-hour service. Ten-hour service. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, you could get in in the morning and you you get there at half six. Uh, service starts at seven. You have to set up set up the kitchen and be and start putting out food for seven. And then sometimes it didn't didn't stop till four. So. It was a long it's a marathon. That, yeah, it was. It? Like, you had to concentrate for a long time. Yeah, you don't think of it like you know, like not like two teams or or anything along the. You know, there's not. It's just one team. One team. That's right. It's only yeah. Ten hours. Yeah, ten hours. Because sometimes it, yeah, it's only two guys, and like you can change, but then sometimes you know, like it's harder. It's kind of harder to change because you might have stuff in a different Set spot or, whatever, yeah. or halfway yeah. through the prep and just jumping in. Like you waste an hour just trying to catch up to what each other have been doing. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your tips on poaching eggs? Oh, lots of vinegar. Is that the go? Yes, yeah, the go. Lots of vinegar. Plenty of, plenty of vinegar. Oh uh, yeah, room temperature. Uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, the chef at Rockpool, he worked at a cafe. He did his apprenticeship at a cafe, and he was saying, "Room temperature eggs. That's a good one. That's a good tip. I use that now. 
make sure the eggs aren't too cold. Um, what other one did he, he? He had a few. He had a few t- little tips at Jimmy. He was good at poaching eggs, nice Jimmy. And, nice and fresh. Yeah, nice and fresh. Room temperature, good water. The induction's really good for them. The induction yeah. was awesome. He was showing that. Yeah, poaching eggs, fucking hell. But you poach the eggs to order here, right? Yeah, poach the eggs to order. So it'd be like up to sort of twenty eggs at once, and then you'd sort of uh, put your timer on. You get the plates ready, get the garnishes ready. How many minutes? Uh, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. Yeah, and then the guy in the grill would be cooking all your bacon and your, and he'd be frying all the hash cakes and potato rusties and stuff. Pass it over to you. You put all your toast down, put all your garnish down, put the eggs on, put them on the pass, ring the bell, drop another 20 eggs. Jesus. And then what, what's it like in the cafes when they're like, you know, I'm bad for this as well. I do when I do it, I cringe a little bit. I'm like, oh, can I take this? But can I add smoked salmon and black pudding and sorted mushrooms? Oh, and I'll take some spinach. Do you know what I mean? How and the docket must come through super long, and you're like, you've all you've ordered really is scrambled eggs off the menu, and the rest of it's just you've made it up yourself. That must be a friggin' nightmare. A lot of reading, a lot of reading. Some, I'd go down. Some dockets. I would go down like a sack oh, of shit. I swear to God. I got, I got pretty good at it. I think you kind of get to a point where, because you've seen the it combination yeah, so yeah, many yeah, times, yeah, 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 yeah. I could just start glancing at dockets and I would process without even reading it almost sometimes. Yeah. That's how I get through life, to be totally honest. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Look at it, don't really process it and just have a guess, have a dig at what it have is. A rot, yeah. So you left the cafe. And you come and started working at, at City Lado with me and doing charcuterie. So let's just go. It's almost back to the beginning. Not nearly. It's you know. It's a, it's it's. You would say charcuterie is like a, it's like French butcher. You know. It's it's um, You know. In that sense, I'm not saying it's a butcher's job. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's a totally different set of skills. But it's kind of like cousins. They are definitely like cousins, you know and mean? a lot of butchers would make pate and yeah, exactly. and would do trim pork shoulders and bone chickens and yeah, yeah. Like, there's quite a quite an overlap. It's I mean I, I'm working for a good chef, so everything's quite refined. It's all quite quite chefy. So uh, which like a few things that like butchers wouldn't do, like using the bay leaves in the fresh time and infusing things, cold infusion, using good techniques to make to make the food the best it can be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. good values. But again, all that, all that, it, you take a little bit from everything, right? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the ten-hour service, which sounds really brutal in the cafe, which you know it definitely is brutal. But now you're working at, it's, it's a bit like. The butcher shop and the you know the city lad at the sh- doing the charcuterie because that's just like a, a ten hour prep day. All right, it's not service. Service is a lot harder than prep mentally and even physically. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying it isn't, but it's still a ten hour task. Do you know what I mean? We don't you don't take any breaks. It's just a big push. So you, you're still concentrating, and you don't even have that break like in the restaurant. You still have the big service hard. You have the push. It's, it's just different as well. It so is, it's yeah. all it, bits and bobs if you think about it. Do you know what I mean? Like you've had the the refine of the maybe the rock pools trained you this and the butchers trained you that and then the cafe and then you bring it all together that i guess that's how it works right that's how it's kind of worked for you exactly yeah that is how it works how it's worked yeah so what i want to do we'll finish off this but i want to ask a few questions i want to what's your favorite cookbook um uh, what's my favorite cookbook i'm thinking about this now um 
probably all the ones that I've got from the, probably my Spice Temple and my Rockpool ones. They're all signed and everything. Oh yeah, you like them? Yeah, I really like them. And I just you know reminiscing about the good times I had. Yeah, and they've got all you know lots of signatures from my mates. Oh, and when all you the left, page. you mean? Yeah, when exactly. You, yeah, 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 you get a free nice. book. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Probably. Yeah. They're your favourites. Yeah. Um, what's a staple in your fridge? Ooh. At home. Burgers. Burgers. <laughs> Homemade bur- make burger, make burger Fridge free though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get it. Burgers get in it. it, yeah. What's your, what's your best ever meal? Best ever meal? Um, that I've cooked? No, no. Um, the Best restaurant, best meal you've had at a restaurant. Ooh. Didn't have to be the best restaurant, but the best meal. Ah, oh, that's a tough one. Maybe, I've got to say, the pork jowl and abalone at Key was... Unbelievable. Yeah. Key, key's your best meal? I think so, yeah. Fair enough. Cracking spot, and there's no two ways about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Favourite chef? Favourite chef? Uh, Gotta go with Jamie Oliver. He's a fucking wizard. Jamie Oliver? Well, on that note, Jamie Oliver, you win the prize, mate. Mm-hmm. You win the prize. Till next time. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, please share, like, review on the usual platforms to help spread the word. Until next time, this is Cooking the Books.